0: We're going to talk a little bit about rest, and um, this is the gift that Jesus came to give us. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Before we can understand what rest is, though, we've got to understand what burden is. This is Mount Tai in China. It's the holiest mountain in China. I spent a couple of years in China, about couple of decades ago from 2001 to 2003. Um, it takes, these are about 6,600 steps, takes about three to seven hours to make your way up to the top. And at the top, you find one of the gates to heaven. So you have to walk up this steep incline. And once you're at the top, you get through what are some of the gates to heaven. That's the way the Chinese believed and there is an illustration of burden it's really hard to get up even when you're just carrying a backpack they have these porters and their job is to day after day after day bear these heavy loads and go all the way up the mountain so you're kind of dragging and you're 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 plodding along and then you see these guys now these guys are pulling up this heavy construction stuff for the top they have all these goods that they carry with them and they plod up this um, this incline day after day. This is burden. This is what a burden is. A burden is a burden born to the point of exhaustion. Um, Jesus talked to people who felt like this in a spiritual sense. They were busy doing things to connect with God, heavy burdens to carry as they moved up the incline toward the gate to heaven. Rest, then, is the removal of an intolerable burden. So rest is not something you actually receive. It's something that is taken when you have a heavy burden like this, and the burden is lifted. That's what rest feels like, and that's what Jesus came to give. He came to replace a burden that feels intolerable, that feels heavy, with one that feels lighter, that feels more bearable. It's not the absence of any burden, because there are burdens as we walk through life, but Jesus came to make it so that the burden is sustainable, the burden is tolerable. It's not something that crushes us underneath its weight, This rest then, it sounds like a nice thing. Biblically, actually, rest isn't nice. It's necessary. This verse, it says, let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. And what it's describing, it's describing what happened to the Israelites in the wilderness. And if you remember the account, they were always grumbling or they didn't believe and they were stubborn and they were hard-hearted. And the writer in Hebrews, he talks about where the hard-heartedness and the grumbling and the unbelief, where it all came from. And what he does, he describes it in this verse. He says, let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience, why did the Israelites struggle in the wilderness? You know what this verse indicates? They never really learned how to enter God's rest. And because they didn't learn to enter rest, that was the reason for the hard-heartedness. Because they never learned to enter God's rest, that was the reason for the grumbling. That was the reason for the unbelief. That was the reason that they didn't make it to where God wanted them to be. They didn't learn to enter God's rest. And so, what I say then rest is not a nice thing, it's a necessary thing. Without rest, without learning to rest, and none of us ever master it, but to the degree we figure out how to enter God's rest, we will be able to be responsive to god to the degree we don't we will find ourselves being non-responsive to god rest is what allows us to be responsive to god how do we receive it what do we have to do to receive rest it would seem like an easy thing but it's actually pretty challenging it might be simple i'm going to read something in your worship folder there's an article um, wrote an article about this when I did this uh, some thoughts about Hebrews. If you want to read along, I'm just going to read it. And if you want to read along, um it'll talk about some things that will help maybe to to start to give us a sense for how in the world do we enter God's rest? What it says from the base for grace. Jesus said that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Apparently, the Christian life is supposed to make our load lighter. If it's making our burden heavier, what are we doing wrong? It says, Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the gospel preached to us just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them, because those who heard did not combine it with faith. Now, we who have believed enter that rest. God wants for us to experience rest. This sounds good, doesn't it? Whether it comes in the form of crawling into bed after a long day or taking time off from work, we like rest. Strangely enough, God has a hard time giving rest away. Even though the promise of entering his rest still stands, there is the real possibility that we could be found to have fallen short of it. What prevents us from receiving the rest God offers to us? Filters. A filter changes the light that hits our eye. Sometimes filters are helpful. Take sunglasses, for instance. They screen out rays that harm our eyes. Sometimes filters are harmful. Filters can distort our image of God. Filters cause us to believe that God burdens us. The Pharisees claimed to speak for God in Jesus' day. When they looked at God, they filtered out God's compassion. They believed God placed heavy obligations on humans and rewarded those who managed the heaviest load. They reflected this filtered view of God onto others. Jesus had this to say about their influence. They tie up heavy loads and put them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Jesus reflected an unfiltered image of God's desires. He offered a restful alternative to the heavy loads the Pharisees were placing on people. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble and hard, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Rest is relief from having to bear a heavy burden. When God offers rest to us, he offers to take something from us, something that is heavy, something that makes us weary. The result of having this burden removed is called rest. Filters also cause us to believe that God abandons us. God promised to give the Israelites rest in the Promised Land. Sadly, the message they heard was of no value to them. They failed to experience the rest God promised. Why? Because those who heard did not combine it with faith. They could not believe that God wanted good things for them. God promised that he would never abandon the Israelites. It was easy for them to believe this promise when the Red Sea was parting and miracles were flowing. It was hard for them to believe when their stomachs were empty and hostile forces surrounded them. Their needs filtered out God's promises. We have a hard time believing God when what he says conflicts with what we see. Little has changed. Our unmet needs and unfiltered desires still act as filters. When our budget is tight and we don't have what we want, we assume that God has forsaken us. When we struggle with sinful habits, we assume that God will forsake us. How can we find rest? The conditions for entering rest remain the same. Now, we who have believed enter that rest. We enter God's rest as we believe God's God's good promises to us. God invites you to enter into his rest. As your faith in God's promises increase, you will find that your burden decreases. You will find rest for your souls. A couple words of application. And then we're going to be done. Um, there's a verse in the Bible. Here's what it says Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. Two things then. Number one, to enter God's rest is only one route. Got to focus on God's promises, that's what he says. God gives promises to us. As we believe the promises, we enter the rest. It's challenging to believe the promises when things are dark and difficult, but that's what God says, I will never leave you and never forsake you. So in order to enter God's rest, what we have to do is be brilliant in perceiving and believing God's promises. Spiritual priority one, be really, really good at knowing God's promises. Have them be that thing that goes through your mind, God's promises. The more we focus on God's promises, the deeper we understand and believe them the more we will start to experience rest and that rest will create a responsiveness you'll find and it will surprise you the grumbling the things that we all wrestle with grumbling hard-heartedness unbelief as our image of god's promises to become clearer the things that we do when we're restless begin to decrease never disappear a little by little we start to we start to shift focus on the promises um there's a lot of places you can go there is a a thing we put together 40 days with 10 commitments and it describes 10 commitments that god makes to us and if it's been a while if you don't know about it or if it's been a while since you went through it you've gone through it i i think that would be a really good exercise promises and and there are some things there's some books on the back 40 days with the 10 commitments and um, that might be a good thing to do why because entering God's rest is spiritual goal one spiritual priority one it's the absence of rest that gets in the way spiritually it's the presence of rest that allows us to be who more who God wants us to be so number one That's number one in terms of application, focus on God's promises. And number two, focus on promises with others who are focusing on them. It really does help us to be together sometimes, especially with respect to promises. We all struggle. When we are aware of other people, we know that they're going through similar things. When we're isolated, it's easy for our focus to shift from promises to problems in order to stay promise focused, we really do need one another. We need to encourage one another when we know that we're struggling. And if we say, hey, listen, you know, I'm really kind of, I'm really going through a difficult time. And if the person we talk to is sympathetic, they'll say, boy, I know what that's like. And isn't it, it, there is something about having a burden and having others share it, isn't there? It's hard to bear burdens alone. That's why I don't think we enter into God's rest alone. We enter into God's rest together. Together. As we walk with each other. Entering God's rest is priority one. And God would have us focus on his promises and be, look because again, this verse indicates uh, the message they heard did not benefit them. There were promises, but they went unused. And it says, because they were not united by faith with those who listened. Make time, wherever it is, to fellowship with other people who are trying to believe his promises. Make time for it. Make it a priority. I'm not telling you where that is. Entering God's rest is important. Focus on his promises. Make time to be with others who are focusing on his promises as well. Why would you do that? Because that's how you enter God's rest. And that's how we receive the gift Jesus gave us.